This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Imagine serving 20 years in prison knowing you didn't do the crime. From the Emmy-winning filmmaker of Paradise Lost comes the new docu-series Wrong Man on Stars. The series follows the stories of three inmates claiming innocence and a team of investigative experts who reopen their cases to seek the truth. Watch Wrong Man premiering June 3rd at 9 p.m. only on Stars. Get the Stars app and start your free trial today. Well, hi there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am your host, Joe, joined as always by Devin and Steve and (laughs) Yes, that's And this right. week we have a horse co-host. <laughs> Sorry, oh, yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah, Devin, uh, Devin's, Devin's had a little problem with her voice, but bear with us. It still sounds good. You're, I can understand you. So I think we'll be all right. My cousin told my new husband that this is actually my real voice that I've been hiding from him for the last four years. <laughs> <laughs> I love this theory. Yeah, well, you know, actually, good. there's worse news. I mean, it could be like, oh. Oh, I never told you. I actually have a really high-pitched voice. That's really know? annoying. This yeah, is actually I mean, pretty annoying. So Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get back to back to that. But yeah, too bad about the voice. But next week it'll be better, I'm sure. Uh, so we got a mystery to talk about this week, so let's get right into it, eh? Hey. Yes, we're going to talk about the mysterious death of Willie McRae. That's William McRae, uh, properly known as Willie McRae, a Scottish lawyer and politician who died in a strange auto accident in 1985. 
Uh, this was strange because when the smoke had cleared from the accident, uh, which wouldn't have been fatal to him, it also turned out he had been shot in the head. What? Yeah. Which is not normally what happens when you wreck a car. No, not, not typically. Usually. Yeah, it came as kind of a surprise. Before we go any further, though, I want to give a shout-out to our listener, Michael, who suggested this story way back in 2015. So, hey, Michael. Uh, I assume you're Scottish, so yeah, tell all your Scottish friends. And in honor of our, all of our Scottish listeners, I'm going to do the rest of this episode in me Scottish brogue. Well, no. that's going to destroy our ratings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, never mind. I'll skip the brogue. So let's uh, talk about Willie. Yeah. Let's get no, into this thing. No, I know. I, I'm sorry, and I, another another apology to our Scottish listeners, but I want to hear about a Scotsman named Willie. There's only one Willie I think of. Grounds, groundskeeper? Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Knew that's where you are going to go. I know, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's back like to... We haven't been doing this for five years or I something. Know. Yeah. So back to William McRae. Willie was born in 1923 in Scotland, of course. Uh, served in World War II in France and then also in India. Uh, did a stint in military intelligence. Uh, eventually went back to civilian life and became a lawyer. Went on to start his own law firm, Levy & McRae, in Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, Willie also joined the Scottish National Party. He was indeed an intense Scottish nationalist. He was big into that whole thing. Uh, he began to rise in the ranks in the SNP, uh, and he rose to the rank of vice chairman in the party. Uh, he also stood for election several times, but never actually won office. It seemed like every time he went, he ran, it was a wider and wider margin from him being able to take the seat, if I remember yeah. the numbers correctly. Yeah. Like he was, they really liked him at first, and then he just kept running, and his numbers just kept going down like Paul Rand. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure you mean Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Yeah. It, yeah. You know what? People know him both ways. It yeah, doesn't Paul matter because nobody Rand voted Paul. for him. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, well, the funny thing is, is I, 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 not, I never met the guy or anything like that, but I've seen video of him speaking, mm-hmm. and actually, he, the guy was a good public speaker. I mean, I thought he was anyway. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes what happens is somebody's a good public speaker, and so people are really taken with them at first. They don't like their ideas, And so. then they start to actually listen to their ideas and see how effective they are and maybe question, mm-hmm. is this person actually going to be effective? Maybe they haven't been proving themselves. Maybe they're... What is yeah. his platform? Maybe his platform bad. isn't as awesome as yeah. we Yeah, thought. so maybe, you know, at first he was just on charisma, and then next it was kind of like every single time they, were, they said, he's less and less effective. This is just... Maybe this is not a good idea. Or maybe he just had a really, you know, really, really bad run of luck, and every time he just had a better, more charismatic opponent. You know, maybe he had a bad run of luck there. I don't know, but uh, but anyway, uh, that didn't totally hold Willie back. Uh, he didn't get an MP position or anything else, but he was still pretty influential, I think, in the SNP and Scottish politics until uh, the fateful evening of Friday, April fifth, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, when Willie McRae left his house in Glasgow to drive to his cottage in Ardelve, which is about 110 miles northwest of Glasgow, 175 kilometers, and that's crow miles. Uh, road, mile, road miles would be nearly twice that because it's, there's no direct highway that goes to Ardelve. What is what is that in cow miles? Yeah, in, cow, in crow miles. No, in cow in miles. miles. Oh, cow miles. It's like, I know, 186,000, I think. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can find Ardell. It's, it's just... Uh, I guess I would have called that Cowlometers. Cow- oh, I like that. Cowlometers We're going to start better. calling him... A- yeah, no, the look on Devin's face says no, we're not. No, we're not. Okay, so we're nixing that idea. Uh, Ardell is like uh, kind of towards the west coast of Scotland. Uh, it's on a... It's on a lock, you know, it actually, which is actually kind of a fjord, which actually connects to the sea. So you can almost call it a seacoast sort of town, but no, we shouldn't. 
He took, reportedly when he left, he took his briefcase and a bottle of whiskey with him. And it was, what time, it was in the afternoon, right? It was 6.30 p.m. Okay. Yeah. So it was Friday, time to go away for the weekend. He headed off in his maroon Volvo 244. And sometime that night, probably around 10 p.m., it's hard, it's not absolutely for sure, but he was driving north on the A87 road, about... 24 crow miles from his destination, 38 kilometers. Uh, Kilometers? Yeah, kilometers, exactly. Uh, And his car left the road for some reason. Nobody knows exactly sure why, but it looks like it rolled a few times. uh, And I've seen a few photos of the car. It it looks pretty beat up. It's banged up, yeah. Uh, It wound up about 90 feet from the road, pointed uphill. So it went off down, sort of down a gently sloping hill and was pointed uphill towards the road. Mm-hmm. where it came to rest, and it was straddling a burn, which is Scottish for a very small stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one was really small, like kind of a rivulet, really. And if you want to see the crash site, the coordinates are, <laughs> write this down, <laughs> if anybody cares, 57.116314 by minus 4.982081. That's on the A87 highway, about two and a half miles south of the intersection with the A887 road. Wow, that string yeah. of numbers is going to be easy to remember. Oh, Especially I know. for everybody who listens in the car. I know, exactly. How many car wrecks are we going to cause? <laughs> well, uh, none, yeah. none, none, none. Uh, drive yeah, careful, yeah, all drive of you. Drive careful. You can always go back and look this up again, you know. Uh, but And I should also warn you, this is where there's a monument to Willie. There's a kind of a cairn that is just some of his fans built for him there by the side of the road. Uh, and that's believed by most everybody to be the crash site. But there's a few people who say the crash site was actually... About a mile south of there, so just before one. Yeah, because there's some conjecture there. Yeah, there is. But can I just ask real quick? Yeah. Is him being on that road at 10 p.m. was about when he would have? Yeah, because the the road the trip from Glasgow, according to Google anyway, the trip from Glasgow to Ardell is about a four hour drive via the, the A87 road and everything. Okay. And so if he left at 6:30 and he was most of the way there then he should have gotten there no earlier than, say, 9.30 and no later than 10. Now, of course, that that's, you know, depending on... He was like three-quarters of the way there, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was... He was 40 yeah. miles away, and it was only 110 miles. he stopped miles. for a spot of dinner yeah. and a couple of drinks. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. it was 110 miles, 110 crow miles. Oh, right, Road okay. miles, a lot oh, okay, more. Okay. Road miles, yeah. more like Sorry. a couple hundred. I yeah. That. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, so it, he probably stopped for dinner, and, uh, pee breaks, gasoline, that kind of thing. Uh Maybe he had to it's take called a... called Petrol, Joe. Yeah, Petrol. Get with the times. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, maybe he had to take detours to try to shake off the special branch tails that were following him. You're getting ahead yeah. of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I am a little bit. But anyway, it was it was probably no earlier than 9, 30, 10, uh, maybe a little later than that. I just uh, wanted to make sure that it wasn't like odd that he was out at that time. Not really, no. No, it was, yeah. And uh, the next morning, a couple of tourists were driving by, and uh, they spotted the car. So that was the first discovery? That was the first people who at least reported it. Okay. Yeah. They spotted the car and they stopped. Uh, the husband, uh, they were, their names were Alan and Barbara Crow. They were from Australia. And this is 10 o'clock in the morning, 9.30 Right, about, right 10. around 10, yeah. So Alan Crow walked down to the car, saw that there was a, a person in it, and he opened the door and, and took Willie's pulse, found that he did have a pulse, kind of weak, but he was otherwise non-responsive. And uh, But then, that, as it happens, another car drove by, so they flagged down this other car, which luckily enough was driven by a person named Dorothy Messer, who happened to be a doctor. 
And here's the, an, an, another amazing coincidence. There was, there was also a passenger in the car named David Coots, who was a member of the SNP, right, the same party that Willie same, belonged to. Yeah, and actually, they knew had, each other. Yeah, he had known Willie for years. And so when he was kind of shocked and surprised to see Willie sitting behind the wheel of the car that was wrecked, or maybe he wasn't. Was this a coincidence, or was he a hitman? You're way well. ahead for that. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll we could. S- we could just start right now. Yeah, we'll save the accusations for I don't think we right. should. There's more story to tell. Okay, all right. Yeah, there is, yeah. And actually, I saw this guy on TV in an interview. He doesn't come off like a mob thug or a hitman at all. Also, it was, you know, 12 hours later. Yeah, there was that, too, yeah. Well, uh, and the interview was much later than that. Uh, yeah, years after. Uh, so they they get down to the car. That's when he rec- David Coots recognizes Willie. Uh, Willie was in the driver's seat unconscious. He was not wearing a seatbelt. Uh, and Dr. Messer looked him over and guesstimated he'd been sitting there for maybe around 10 hours. But, you know, it's hard to I don't know how she did that. Maybe blood clotting. Because he had, like, a, a head injury. As we know. Yeah, there was blood all over. The, yeah, I mean, it was pooled down his shirt. And yeah, everything. and so I guess that's how she guesstimated this. So he's taken to a hospital in Inverness, uh, and from there he was transferred to another hospital, which was the Aberdeen Royal Infirmary. And there at Aberdeen, right around 4 in the afternoon, they discovered, finally, that he had a bullet hole in his head just over his right ear. How long does it take to wipe the blood off of somebody's head, for God's sake? I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't really quite get why it took so long to figure that out, but, you know, hey. I think, you know, you're doing triage for other stuff, right? Somebody says, well, he has a pulse. You assume there, you know, if if there was a doctor on the scene as well, you assume maybe she would have been noticing things. If he has a pulse, clearly he's not brain dead. Well, I would presume that he was brought in in an ambulance. So I would assume that they would have given him a once over and said, clean it and bandage it would be my presumption. Right. But life-saving care is different than finding a bullet hole. Behind that, somebody's ear. Uh, okay, listen, I watched ER for years, and yeah. that's not the way it happens. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know on. that I know a little more than that. Hey, uh, yeah. I got one word to say to you guys. Stat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, clear. Stat. <laughs> clear. Stat. Uh, okay, back to, you know, it might have. But it, yeah, it should have, it, t- it should, they should have found it faster, but also. Well, I would have thought. It's not that crazy to me, I guess. I don't know. The guy comes in with a head injury, and I, I would think the first thing he would do would be like X-ray his head to see if he's got any, you know, massive like brain swelling. I'm afraid that we're right and, back to exactly yeah, what Devin was you saying. Yeah, I guess was... I don't know, but anyway, whatever. It's water under the bridge, right? But or water under the car, I guess in this case. Uh-oh. Burn that's under that, the car. Yeah, I know. When they found a bullet hole, they actually just had there was a bullet in his brain. So while that changes things, it turns out it wasn't an auto accident after all. But the local police apparently didn't get the memo on that, so his car was towed from the scene at noon the next day. Uh, and so Which would have been Sunday? Sunday, yeah, I believe okay. it was about noon on Sunday the 7th. Of By April. the way, can I, can I point something out? Because people yeah. will see this when they're reading this on the internet, and it was cu- confusing to me at first until I figured out what the problem with the reporting was, yeah. is sometimes you will see it reported as he, he left on Friday, and he wasn't found until Sunday. Uh-huh. And it took me forever to figure out that what happened is people were mixing up the date that the car was hauled away yeah. as the date that Willie was found. In yeah. other words, not 
12 hours of him being gone. 36 but hours. But 36 yeah. hours. And I was like, this, it, now, it really took me a long time to figure, because I kept reading the different articles and I couldn't understand. And then it, that's the only way I determined that the screw uh, up happened. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think the 87 road is that remote. No. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that remote, but uh, nobody would have seen it for that long a time. Uh, so anyway, they, and, so they, uh, they go back to there at the car. Uh, they're hauling the well, car away. Yeah, the car is has been hauled away. So they didn't see it as a potential crime scene at first. They thought it was a car accident. This guy had just gone off the road, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the first time that's happened. And as for the car itself, that was, of course, in the police's possession. There were three things that were not in it. The gun that shot Willie, his briefcase, which supposedly he had with him, and also that bottle of whiskey that he supposedly took with him. Those things were not in the car. Uh, and they hadn't been found on the ground at, around the car either. Uh, so this is this is one of the things that I found really odd about this story. So the police, the local police, after they found out that it was a crime scene, at least potentially, they took the car back to where the, the wreck was and put it back in the same spot where they found it so they could take pictures of it. That's kooky. Well, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, they should have already taken pictures of it anyway, I, I, I would have thought. Apparently they didn't. So they put the car back and they searched the area. And this time they found the gun. It was about 60 feet from the car, and it was in the burn, which you remember is a stream. So the, and it was kind of below a little, little tiny waterfall in the burn, which is maybe why nobody spotted it at first. And it was a 45 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver, which had been fired twice. How do you know? As in there were just two bullets missing? or like there were, yeah, there were two, two empty, two empty cartridge casings, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which means that, yeah, it had, it had been, it, it, all it means is that obviously it was fired once. Because he had a bullet in his head. Well, but the the other one. If that have... was the actual gun, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. That too, but. Uh, but I just but... you know sometimes it seems like. <laughs> yeah. People say it had been fired twice, but like we've no. talked about this before, it's sometimes no, it... you don't get your. You don't know that. You, you know? don't get your gun all the way full. Yeah. Well, no. Well, no. Were... It had it had empty sh- it had entry empty brass in it. Yeah. Exactly. Two so empty brass cases. It was a seven shot because it's a revolver. revolver. Oh, okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah, and so um, maybe you forgot it. Yeah. Maybe well, empty it out well, I think Joe's idea is right, though, is that he may have shot it once at some point yeah. and left that empty sh- Cat, that empty yeah, round in there. Yeah, I mean, because you don't always just open it up and, and replace him. It's not like the video game where as soon as you can, you reload. Yeah, well, you, you think you would. But the thing about it is, is this, this gun... And by the way, I, I mentioned it was a forty-five caliber Smith and Wesson. Turns that's what's on Wikipedia and, and in some other places too. It turns out that's not what it was. Yeah, uh, it seems like it would have been a pretty noticeable bullet hole. You would think that somebody would have noticed that big old bullet hole big, a lot sooner. Yeah, it would have done yeah. a hell of a lot of damage, like missing skull damage. Yeah, like like you know the other side of the skull blasted away. Damage right. Yeah, the bullet would yeah. probably not be rattling around in his skull. Yeah, it'd probably gone out the other side. Yeah, the one that they found was actually a very old Smith & Wesson. Uh, it's called the first issue, or no, excuse me, the first model revolver. And it was called that because it was the very first gun that Smith & Wesson ever made. Okay. It was, it was made around the time of the American Civil War. So it's old. Very old antique gun. Uh, and it was a single action uh, revolver, seven shots, chambered in twenty two short, which is about the most anemic round you can think of. A tiny little, a very anemic little small round. Sorry, you said that... On a lot of sources, it says it's the forty-five, but you know it's something else. How yeah. do you know that? Well, well, number one, there was a, there was a, actually what I thought was a fairly comprehensive article in one of the Scottish papers about it. And they actually had a picture of the revolver. Okay, and that's so, helpful. And so, I'm, and I'm not an expert on Smith and Wesson antique revolvers by any means, but I did a little googling on you know antiques. I found a website where all these 
things were up for auction, and there were quite a few of those old first model mm-hmm. ones out there. And I, I compared the photos very carefully, and you know, they, they looked absolutely identical. They were, and I did a little research. It was indeed the first model. It was a seven-shot revolver, just like this this thing in the story was. Okay. And then beyond that story, the official inquiry was also was also quoted in a few places too. It was conducted, and they mentioned, and the, they mentioned the, it was a the, twenty-two. They didn't say what the model was, but they well, but they it was call a it a. They don't call it a twenty-two. They call, they call it a point two two. A 0.22, Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. That, I was gonna say. Are also is is aren't there different namings for the size of calibers in different countries? Mm, is that yeah. inaccurate? Some of them can be. It depends. Yeah, I think it depends on them. But I think because of the age of this gun, it was just a it was a pretty well established. It's just that yeah. we call it a twenty-two. They call it a point two two. But if you buy a box of twenty-two caliber rounds point. here, it, it's got the, the that decimal point is yeah, there. It does so. say point two two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I was looking yeah. at a box yesterday. So I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, and but you do, and we do indeed know that it was actually a much smaller. It was a much smaller round, yeah, and uh, and this is why this would explain, I think, the uh, the the empty cartridge casing that was in there, because this was a, a lot of the really old single actions. What they didn't have a safety notch or anything in the hammer, and so when the gun was fully loaded, your hammer was resting on the primer of a of a hot round. Right. And so if you dropped the gun or if something just fell on the on your gun and whacked the hammer, it could go off and maybe shoot you in the leg. So or, it was maybe a safety precaution that you'd have one just empty shell yeah, casing? Yeah, you'd either leave it, you would either leave that whole thing empty or you'd put a, a piece of a brass casing in there. Uh, and so that's probably what he did is he just put an empty shell casing in there okay. to put his hammer down on. Gotcha. That's what I think, but I'm not totally sure. When we're okay. pure supposition. But uh, yeah, I would not. I would not personally carry that gun with the, the hammer down on a live round myself. So that was apparently. I don't know where he got that from. It might have just been in the family for years. Who knows? But he he apparently, according to friends, had had that gun for a long time. And some people said he had started carrying it for personal protection. In and it was days. his gun. Apparently, it was his okay. gun. Yeah, but it wasn't registered. I mean. On, that's the thing about Europe is like, you know, it's supposedly a gun-free area, but it just seems like a lot of people have these old guns just lying around. You know? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying to remember when the big push to get guns out of the, the British Isles were, and I believe yeah, it was World after this. But, yeah. Well, I believe it was after this, well, but, but it was right around the same time. Like, I mean, it didn't, the entire country did not go gunless no. right away. It took a, quite a few years no, for think, that but, to um, take effect. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, the big push to really get rid of every single gun took place after this. That was after the big Dunblane massacre right, in right. Scotland. So so yeah. it's not it's not but, crazy that he had a gun. Oh no, not it's at not all. Not like but if I mean, it was today in, even in but, uh, what was the old, the last prime minister is David Blaine was that his name? Who's David that? Cameron. Thank you, David Cameron. Oh, yeah. I am David, good with names today. David yeah, you Blaine are. is the dumb magician guy. See? Yeah. Same thing to me. Anyway. Politics and magicians. But but it would be it's not as crazy as suddenly saying, Oh, he had one. Yeah. That's, I was that's just my point. I was just wanting to make sure that it was his gun. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. it wasn't somebody else's gun. So let's just, yeah. So we're what twenty minutes in. Let's not focus on this too much. Here. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So something else they found at the scene of the accident. They found a small pile of torn up papers. These were found by David Coots. Remember him? Yeah. That was on the day they came across the wreck. Then that was between the road and the car, about twenty five feet away from the car, towards the road. And he said that uh, it looked like 
Willie's wristwatch was also on this pile. So it's kind of a neat pile of torn up papers with the wristwatch. Which is weird. Which, which is a little odd. Uh, and so I don't know how exactly they got there. If they if they fell from the car during the wreck or if you know Willie's murderers you know put that stuff there. I I really don't know if Willie was murdered. That is of course. After that, the the inquiry into Willie McRae's death was kind of minimal. It was just assumed that it was suicide. Because after they yeah. found the bullet in his brain, they, yeah, they, they tried to was, figure out gun. what to do. He died shortly thereafter, obviously. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, you yeah, didn't did. say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I looked at it. Yeah, he, uh, he was in a coma. His life support was turned off on Sunday, April 7th, and he died. Mm-hmm. And, and as we know, yeah, I mean, obviously, he sustained a lot of brain oh, yeah. damage and swelling and all the bad things that come of that. Well, yeah, yeah and that's you know one of those things. Like if you get if you get medical attention pretty quickly after that happens, you you have good you chances. have a good chance to survive sitting there for twelve hours. Probably yeah. not so good. Not helpful. Yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of blood, and your brain needs blood to survive. It does. Turns it's out. weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kind of funny the way that it also works. Also, needs to not have a bullet in it. Yeah, not. Nah, yeah, that's a good point too. It was ruled a suicide uh, because it seems so open and shut. But this case lives on in Scotland. I mean, even even today, there's still. I mean, there's a Kickstarter campaign out there right now by uh, by a, a guy who wants to write a book about this. He's doing a little fundraising just to raise the funds so he can write this book about it. There have been uh, songs written about it, TV specials about it, all tons and tons of newspaper articles, lots of conspiracizing. It's kind of like almost like Scotland's JFK. Conspiracy theory, although not not as huge as JFK, obviously, but it's still to a lot of people kind of a big story. A lot of suspicions out there, uh, and in fact, in uh, about two years after the death, Winnie Ewing rose to be president of the SNP in 1987. She actually knew Willie herself. At the request of many in the party, she launched uh, her own investigation into Willie's death, and uh, her conclusion was that she couldn't conclude anything. She said the Crown Office actually refused to share most of their files with her. She said she was basically stonewalled, and, and in the end, she just couldn't say for sure what happened. She didn't accuse anybody of murder, but she just said she couldn't definitively say that Willie really did commit suicide. Okay. Because she just didn't have the evidence. Um, and the reluctance, of course, of the government to share their information, whatever they had, and naturally aroused a lot of suspicions. Well, I mean... So, yeah. Well, yeah, the cops the cops defended themselves because they put the car back. And then yeah. they said, oh, yeah, we found it this far away from the car because we're pretty sure. Hey, Tommy, is this where the car was? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's where it was. I mean, yeah. that, that just opens up a whole bag of worms. I was just going to say, you know, reluctance to share information sometimes just means that they did not do a good job of collecting information. It might they have don't been. Want that. So they known. just didn't have anything to share. Well, yeah. it might have been. Well, and we'll get into this a little bit later, too, but it, it does appear that uh, Willie was involved with, you know, the nationalist cause. and He's involved that, in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was. And so he probably uh, was under at least a small degree of surveillance. And they probably had a file on him, just like, you know, the three of us have FBI files on us, probably. His, his file was probably not nearly as large as ours, though. Probably not. Uh, and so it might have been that they just didn't want to, sh- they didn't want to open up, you know, MI5 files or special branch files uh, to, you know, to the SNP. And so that might have been the whole reason, not that there was any skullduggery. Uh, another sort of suspicion is when we're talking about why people are suspicious is where the gun was found. It was found 60 feet from the car, which is a little odd, you got to admit. And it didn't have any fingerprints on it. Did I mention that? No. Yeah. But, of course, as I said, the police say they returned the car to the scene. And, and it, this came out in an article, I think, in 2015, Again, this is still in the news. There's still new stuff coming out. 
And it turns out that uh, this, this, this article in 2015 that was pretty, pretty carefully documented, they said that the police put it back, but they don't believe they got it back in the exact precise spot where it was before. The like car a, or yeah, the gun? the car. Okay. The gun like was a the, mile yeah, or something? No, 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 not a mile. Well, there, some, some they said it was off by a mile, but in this case they brought it back to the same spot, but they were just off by four, 50 or 60 feet. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and so the gun so they like did not 20 find. Twenty meters. About yeah, twenty about twenty okay. meters, nineteen meters. And so when they actually put the they put the car back, they took lots of photographs. Now they were treating it as a crime scene, so they actually searched the surrounding area pretty thoroughly too. That's when they found the gun in the stream. Probably actually just fell out the driver's side window into the burn and sat there undetected. You know, it wasn't spotted because it was underwater. Well, Coot yeah. says that it couldn't have been underneath the car yeah. where it originally sat, though. Well, he didn't say definitively there's absolutely no way. He said, wow, that just seems really unlikely. That's kind of more his tone. Well, he was there. He, he was, was there. standing next to it. He was looking down. There was the whole policeman lost his hat thing. Yeah, he said that, yeah, that the police was pulling his body out of the car and his hat fell off into the burn and Coots bent over and picked up the hat and gave it back to the cop. Right. And apparently the hat fell right about where the gun should have been, right? Right, which is makes it kind of questionable if if it really was in the spot they say it was. There's all kinds, it, but it's it's moving the car just screwed the whole thing up. So it did. I don't want to go too far down that. It kind of did. Yeah, yeah, but I will just, you know, I feel like I need to remind people that you the crash you described is the car flipped over a number of times, right? Yeah. So things could have actually been flown out. They could have been flung out. out. Yeah, pretty that's true significantly. Too. So that's true too. You know, yeah. if assuming that the gun was fired or whatever before the car came to rest, it could have gone flying much further. That's the tricky part is like, you know, when was the gun fired? Now, it was actually one of the policemen that was involved in this uh, said years later that, you know, it appears that he actually shot himself while driving down the road Hmm. and then went off the road. And that would explain what happened because, you know, the car rolled and it fell out. But that sounds like a theory. That sounds like a theory. I'm not so sure about him shooting himself while driving, but maybe, I don't know. So that's that's all the suspicions. Uh, have I left anything out that you guys can think of? No, I think you've pretty much hit all of it. All right, so now it's time for us to get into hypotheses. Theories. Oh, theories, okay. Um, Nobody calls it hypotheses. Are you kidding? I know, I know. who would this do that? This isn't science. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the internet, yeah. Uh, better than science. Before we, before we get into all of our theories or hypotheses, uh, let's take a quick break. Support for today's episode comes from Grove. Grove is the e-commerce company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family, and to make sure you never run out of your favorite things. With their own safe, effective, and affordable Grove flagship products, as well as the amazing brands like Mrs. Meyers, Method, Seventh Generations, Tom's, Real Simple, and Gads More, Grove curates premium quality products that are natural, beautiful, and sustainable. And then they deliver everything right to your door when you want it. And better yet, they offer free shipping and free returns, no questions asked. And their Grove guys, who are awesome by the way, are also available to answer questions or to add items to your next order if you run out. Personally, I use Grove. We get it here at the house I really, really dig that they have Mrs. Myers because I didn't realize what a great soap it was because I don't I don't wash my hands and then go, ooh, I smell like a bag of perfume. They 
I don't even know perfume came in a bag, but apparently that's what it does. But regardless, I don't reek of those smells, and I really like it. It just feels clean, it's natural, it's nice, so I dig it. If you want to use Grove, which I think you should, then to sign up for the Grove Collaborative, go to grove.co slash sideways, and you'll receive a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set free with your order of $20 or more. Now that's grove.co, C-O, not .com. So grove.co slash sideways to get your $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with that $20 order. You're going to like it. And we're back. All right, let's see. These, these basically, there's, there are essentially three theories. Uh, so we'll start with the first, uh, that it was an accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. As, I, as I already mentioned, his old Smith & Wesson revolver could have been discharged by a blow on the hammer. So we don't know where he was carrying it. I assume probably like in a, maybe the breast pocket of his coat or something like that. If he was carrying it for personal defense, I could see that. Yeah, if he's you know, sitting in the car, he doesn't want to have it in his pants pocket. It's hard to get to quickly, right? So he runs off the road, the gun flies out of his pocket, his jacket pocket during the accident, somehow, you know, discharges. Seems unlikely. It does seem a little unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that is an amazing series of events. And plus, as I said, too, it would be, not as I said, too, I have strong reason to think that Willie would have followed what was really standard protocol for those old guns and carried it with a hammer down on an empty on an empty cartridge which yeah means that it would have to flown rotated the chamber flown cocked the hammer right yeah that just i'm not really buying that so okay we can dismiss that kind of quickly i think okay let's go to our next one this one's a little more possible i think uh suicide remember so you know a lot of people have said the government says suicide a lot of people think murder uh, but when you're thinking suicide, you know, that little revolver of his really would have been a very unlikely assassin's tool, I think. It was, like I said, very, like I said, very old, uh, chambered in twenty two short, which is a very anemic little round. I mean, that's more anemic than twenty two long rifle, which is not exactly a great suicide round, well, although it will kill somebody. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the assertion that it's not a very good murder tool, it's a good murder tool if you know that that person has one. Mm-hmm. That's and, a good point. You and can just... people will just assume that they used it on themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that 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 does make a little sense in that regard. Yeah, and it's just like, well, you know, it will probably we'll kill him with one round, and if we don't, well, we'll, we'll do it with two. Of course, yeah, it, it obviously they succeeded with one round because only one was found in his head. But but this theory is suicide. Yeah, suicide. But but again, you know, it, that's why I was thinking suicide because it was done with his own gun, and yeah. uh, you know, and and it, which was, by the way, a, not a great murder tool. So uh, was he? Did yeah. he have a a history? I mean, for the suicide theory, I'm presuming that there's a history of depression or attempts at suicide or something like that. Do we do we have anything like that? I don't know of any attempts at suicide. He did have a history of, of, of depression, and okay. he, was, he was a very heavy drinker also, so maybe he was self-medicating for the depression. I don't know. And that doesn't help, it as doesn't we help know. It doesn't things, yeah. Uh, he had had some professional and, person, and personal setbacks. He got booted in 1981 from the law firm that he had founded. Remember I mentioned Levy and McRae. Mm-hmm. He was actually removed. His name stayed on the sign and everything, but essentially he was not allowed to serve duty and duties anymore, and I think that mostly was because of his drinking but he had also started another practice he had had tried to start to get another practice going that practice i understood was was he was trying to get it off the ground but it had clients yeah apparently it was it was working but uh 
but still, you know, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's got to be considered kind of a blow to at least your ego to get sort of kicked out of your own law firm that you founded. Did they did they just shut him out or did they buy him out? Because sometimes places will do that when they're uh, like, listen, you are unfit, but we're going to keep your name and we're going to pay you to go away. Yeah. That's not an uncommon practice. In this case, you know, I, I think, I don't think he was totally removed from it. I think that if you're, if you're basically a partner, one of the founding members, then I, I assume you still get a cut of everybody else's fees. So that's what I'm getting at. So it's not but, as if he know, just not, lost but out. He, but yeah, I didn't lose out completely. They didn't totally rip him off. They okay. just said, basically, you're not representing our firm anymore because for whatever reason, maybe because you're always hung over. So this or, is speculation, know. right? We don't really know. We don't, we don't know exactly the, uh, the reasons why there was this break. But anyway, back to his life. It says boozing was kind of ruining his life. Uh, as far as I know, no toxicology report was done in his body. So we don't know if he actually was drunk when his car went off the road or not. Guessing, you know, I'm guessing he probably was at least drinking, because you know he was kind of a big booze hound. Not no judgment on my part, you know. Me too. I mean, a lot of us are. But uh, it's, that's another aspect where the whole investigation fell short in so many ways, and it really would have been better if they'd done a more thorough one. Maybe all these questions would have been answered. A little, a little better, and there wouldn't be all this speculation. So the, but they the, didn't do a toxicology. So, so what him. you're getting at here is that there's that three-hour drive. He's got a bottle of whiskey with him. He drinks that bottle of whiskey over the yeah. course of three hours, and then presumably chucks it out the window at Maybe. some point to dispose of the the bottle, Maybe. and then that's uh, why it's not at the accident scene. That's, that's one possibility. Okay. That's one possibility. Another possibility is that if the car went off the road and if Willie came out of it okay, you know, in other words, I'm probably a little banged up, but if he, if he walks, can walk away from it, mm-hmm. and he's been drinking. And Willie, by the way, I didn't mention this, had already had two arrests for drunk driving. And so if... Uh, I think they call it drink driving in yeah. the UK? Well, I'm not sure what they call it. There. It's drink, drink driving. driving. Drink driving? Okay, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know why it's drinking and drinking, but anyway. Yeah, yeah whatever. That, uh, he'd it's had the two same damn thing. Yeah, he could have, but he could have gone to jail for it. Uh, being a lawyer, probably would have lost his law license. I know here in America you will. If you get caught, if you get arrested for something like a felony and you're a lawyer, or like you know, for me, for my job, I would lose my license also. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will in professional jobs like that. So what do you do? You know, you've been boozing. You got a half full bottle of whiskey in your car. You do the natural thing. You get out of the car. You take. You you know, walk a little distance away and fling the bottle as far as you can. Right. Yeah. And so that might be another reason why that bottle was not found in the car. True. Yeah. Um, but whatever the reason, the bottle was just not in the car. And so Willie is. Uh, car comes to a stop, and he realizes he's in a world of hurt having just wrecked his car. A lot of trouble, you know, yeah. He's in a bit of trouble if the, if the police come along and see he's wrecked his car and he's got all this booze on his breath. Could this be enough to make him want to commit suicide? Well, I don't know. Maybe. I'd have just torched the car. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I burned the evidence. I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I personally, if it had been me, what I would have done is just like, you know, uh, if I had been drunk, like, you know, I would have just, and assuming I could walk and everything like that, I would leave the car and go hide in the bushes yeah, and then, and then if the, you know, because that's, that's what a true hero does. That's what a, that's what a true superhero does. He you know, goes and hides. <laughs> but anyway, sure, yeah. yeah, but but um, well, but you know, on the other other hand, and this is this is really out there speculation. What if Willie? What if Willie had rolled a couple of times, and he's not dead by any means. He's not even unconscious, but he's he's sustained a spinal injury, and realizes, wow, hey, I can't move my legs. 
this really sucks. My life is over. Bang. Shoot myself. Uh, and that's speculating. You would think they would have caught a spinal injury yeah. in the autopsy. Yeah, I think so. But then, so. given how, how unthorough this investigation was, I could actually conceivably imagine well, them missing something like that. The reason that. that I doubt that is that that's one of the first things they'll check for in an ambulance. Like, So as we've been sitting here oh, thinking it, about it, if, yeah. if his gunshot was still bleeding yeah. when they arrived... Really, they're just gonna cover the. You're just gonna cover the wound, mm-hmm. and the, you the and EMTs, you guys, yeah. Well, or the doctor on site, or whoever you know, right. first thing. And you guys, first I'm responders. sure, have heard the pack don't peek thing, yeah. where Vaguely. if you've got a wound that's bleeding in the field, you just keep packing. You know, as it's bleeding through something, you just keep packing, packing, packing. Yeah. And so that could explain why they didn't really find the bullet hole until he got to the final hospital. Because at that point, they're thinking, okay, it's time to pull this away and investigate the wound and see and blah, blah, blah. And because they knew if they were going to keep transferring him, you just keep packing, packing, packing. But one of the first things that that you'll do is you'll check for spinal injuries because that's one of the biggest ones. Was that, well, well, okay, so I understand today I get it, but was in the early 80s, was that standard practice? Do you know off the top of your head? I believe so. Everybody, for as long as I know, especially in the modern era, people have known that a spine or back injury is one of the most fatal things. So you'll check for a spine injury before you move somebody, because if you move somebody with a spine injury, you, you know, unless the car's on fire worse. or something, yeah. you will make it way worse. So, oh, you know, what? Pack... I, actually, she's right because I remember the thing when I was a kid. Somebody would be in a car accident and immediately put the big foam neck brace on, yeah. them, no yeah. matter exactly. what. Oh, that's yeah. why they always tell you the, the neck... first the first rule of first aid, and especially in things like falls or car wrecks or anything like that, is not to touch them. Is, don't move the body. Don't it's, move. The, don't move the body, yeah. but stabilize the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, then you can okay. do some investigations. Yeah. But okay, so they, they so they probably so he didn't wake up and, and and found himself find himself paralyzed. Then, I mean, so, he, it's unlikely. But you but know, maybe. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but okay. it's entirely possible though but, that if we ignore the paralyzed theory, if what you're hypothesizing here is Joe is in your theory is that he just he, feels, he realizes that he is screwed up. Yeah. It is impo- It is possible that Willie decided to end it all, and he shoots himself in the head. And we had this conversation during the Isidore Fink episode. It may not have um, that shot may not have immediately incapacitated him. He may have been super drunk at that point because of impeded brain function, and is still ambulatory and goes. Uh-huh. I I gotta I gotta get rid of this gun because oh they're gonna figure it out uh-huh. and he could have chucked it. Oh, he did. The and opposite. then wandered yeah. back to the car, got yeah. into the car, shut the door, and then went down. I mean, we had that conversation about the guy who wandered right around for an hour with a bullet in his head. Sure. So could, I mean, yeah, it's possible. It it I'm not been. saying that's it, but it is. It's not inconceivable. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, and, uh, the thing about head wounds is, and and bullet wounds in the head and all that stuff is that uh, is that it's, it's really unpredictable. It's entirely. It's not. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all if somebody got shot in the head with one or two short and dropped totally dead. I also wouldn't be surprised to see somebody get shot in the head with a forty-five and actually live on for a while and be able to actually you know walk around a little bit. I mean, all those things have all happened. Yeah. Um, and so. So uh, is is there no suicide theory that he could have shot himself while driving and that caused the accident? Well, yeah, no. That, that, that there's there was a policeman who actually said that he, yeah, he believed that he had shot himself that. while driving. Yeah. And whether that was an accident or he deliberately did that, you know. And this is a thought that I, I that's occurred to me is that 
if Willie had planned his suicide and wanted to make it and wanted to make it look kind of suspicious, because this is this is something I, I sort of I don't really I never knew Willie obviously, but he he struck me strikes me as a, a kind of theatrical person, a little bit a little bit melodramatic. You know what I mean? I if you listen to him speak, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But you like this theory a lot, and I think he it's... uses this a lot. Everybody just... wants to leave behind a mystery, according to but you. I just yeah, think that's not weird. everybody. I but... think that's crazy. Most talk. people. <laughs> Probably it's not what happened, but you know, it's conceivable. It's conceivable that 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 is what he wanted to do. Um, or he just shot himself in the head and wrecked the car, and yeah. you know, he was drunk. He was like, "All right, shot himself in the head." You know, yeah. gun goes flying out the window as the car is spinning down the hill, yeah. and it lands in water, which might explain why there are no fingerprints on it because it sat in water for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it could have been. Uh, it could have been he was like driving down the road and he, he spotted these headlights behind him that he had been following him for hours, and he assumed that it was special branch following him. So he gets out the gun. And he's gonna, I'm gonna put a shot across their bow, you know, something like that, and. He cocks it, and then he goes over a bump or something like that, and the gun goes off, and Bluey, oops. This is not a uh, Leslie Nielsen movie. No, No, okay, good point. Yeah. Yeah, What's uh, our next theory here? Because I think we've exhausted this one. Well, this is is a suicide thing. Uh, That's a suicide. So it's it's like, it seems possible. I don't know. Let's go into our next theory, and then we'll go back to suicide in the end here. Uh, Murder. But, you know, somebody wanted to whack Willie. Uh, so who would have wanted to do that? I don't know. There are some potential ones out there. Uh, according to, to some of the, the people out there that talk about this mystery, number one, there, were, there was the nuclear power industry and the, and the British government in general as relates to nuclear power. Uh, also, there was um, drug smuggling on the Well, let's, let's, start, of, with, let's start with the nuclear power people. This one. is your number one willy whacker, so yeah. I want to know yeah. why, I mean, well, what is behind this? Because people are going to want to know. People want to know. Because people that hate is, big nuclear. Yeah, they do. They hate big nuke. Um, and he was, he, you know, the thing about Willie is he was known as an anti-nuclear activist and campaigner. I'm not so sure that he really was. I mean, I... I'm not so sure that he hated nuclear power and all that stuff and nuclear weapons, or he just didn't want that stuff on Scottish soil. That seemed to be his primary motivation. I think was just Scottish nationalism. So there was a. I would agree. Yeah, there was a big uh, a big move by the UK Atomic Energy Authority. They wanted to store nuclear waste in the Ayrshire Hills of Scotland, and Willie played a key role in putting a stop to that. And he became a hero at that point to the anti-nuclear movement. He was expected to oppose an, an expansion of the Ray nuclear facility. That's on the north coast of Scotland. Mm-hmm. It was a big experimental thing. They had like a breeder reactor, a couple of experimental submarine reactors going there. And apparently it did produce some electricity, and it was they were planning on expanding the facility, adding a reactor or two. And uh, so they were, they were essentially going to start t- talking about it in like 1986. Willie was expected to oppose. So the theory goes that, well, the nuclear industry wanted him out of the way so they could continue with their plans. You know? uh-huh. Of course, as for Dune Ray, that, the, the big nuclear facility, the reactors there were actually shut down and decommissioned in 1994. So I'm not so sure that they actually ever did the, the proposed expansion. I did a little research trying to find out, and I didn't hear anything else about it. So... It maybe got dropped, and then eventually they decided, well, for this reason or that, whatever, it's bad publicity, we'll just shut the reactors down and decommission the whole thing. Uh, but the nuclear angle, I think, is the biggest thing out there in the, the Willie was murdered theories. There's some, I mean, there's some other theories out there, but this mm-hmm. is the big one as far as yeah. most people are concerned. One of Willie's 
activist allies. This guy apparently lived up in the Ardell area where his cottage was, and, and he was a big part of the anti-nuke, especially the anti-nuclear dumping movement up there. was supposed to meet with him the weekend of his death. According to this person, whose name, last name I never found out, he, he posted a long thing on uh, this website called Electric Scotland. Signed his name John, but no last name. Said that Willie had a bombshell in his briefcase. Not literally, of course, but, you know. Uh, and here's a quote from him. He had incontrovertible evidence from a source within the MOD, that's Ministry of Defense, that plans were in place to build an underwater burial casement offshore at Applecross to store all of the United Kingdom's nuclear waste. Willie was beside himself and was due to publicize his findings that weekend. These and other Scottish political issues of these days were in his briefcase, never out of his sight, because of a series of unsolved break-ins to his office in Buchanan Street in Glasgow. He trusted no one but his closest politically active associates. Unquote. And so of course, he's paranoid. Yeah, and the briefcase, of course, was never found. Uh, but on the other hand, I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure that it was in the car to begin with. Might have been. Yeah, but, I guess I didn't even think to question this, but how is it that we know that he took his briefcase and a bottle of whiskey with him? I assume somebody in Glasgow at his house, saw, you know, watched saw him, him pack it and get in the car. Yeah, I, I assume that's what happened. His wife or, you know, his, his housekeeper or somebody saw him leave with the briefcase and the bottle of whiskey. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, that's, but I don't know who it was, but apparently that's what I, that's what I hear everywhere. So, yeah, so this guy says that, I mean, basically this guy is saying that somebody murdered him and he had the, murdered him he, had he had the, the nuclear goods. industry dead rights. And so the they, they made him yeah. dead. Yeah. He had the goods on him. So they killed him. Huh? Yeah. Uh, and, and as for this thing about Willie's bombshell, uh, his friend Mary Johnston uh, said in an interview on Scottish TV that he had told her a few days before his death that, quote, he'd now got something they wouldn't be able to wriggle out of. You don't think Mary Johnson could be John? Could be John? Yeah, maybe. That's yeah. really... That's That possible. actually... That's kind of on the nose. She that may have be. just been using her last name. I like that. Yeah. I'm just saying. Be. Might be. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's so it possible. it could be not actual corroboration. It, it could, could just be it, one person being... One person under multiple IDs. That's possible. Yeah, because, you know, the internet... Yeah, Is and it could really? be. Yeah, and it could be too. And not to denigrate Willie, it could be that Willie was just kind of BSing people too, and saying, yeah. "Oh my God, he I could have been a big yeah. talker that yeah. just yeah. made claims to get people all excited and love him more." Which uh -huh. could have been why he wasn't getting elected. Yeah, yeah, lots of so. talk, no follow through. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who's so. the next Willie yeah. Wacker? Our next well, Willie Wacker. Call it that. That's weird. <laughs> Joe wrote it. <laughs> I'm just running with it. Yeah. Hey, so who's our next one? Well, this this story is a more recent addition to the uh, the pantheon of theories out there. This is uh, the, the pedophile ring, uh, which is apparently there was a mysterious uh, ring of pedophiles in Westminster and then in the British government and associated with the government. Of course, we know there were some of those in the BBC, etc. We've heard about those more recently. According to an article in the Scottish Sunday Express, Willie had, had somehow gotten evidence of a pedophile ring and there was indeed a dossier on all the pedophiles that had been associated with the government, which was last seen in possession of the Home Secretary, uh, who was Leon Britton at the time in 1984. The Sunday Express claim was made in 2014. Um, and so that dossier apparently was assembled by another, an MP named George Dickens. He, he actually put the whole thing together, gave it to the Home Secretary, and apparently it just sort of went down the memory hole. It was never... Never I seen or heard so from I again. have a, I have a real problem with this, and 
Listen, I understand that pedophiles exist and that people cover things up, and it is yeah. very terrible. And we've seen a lot of things uncovered in recent history of people doing really bad things. But the quote-unquote high-powered pedophile ring, yeah. if you look around, that's in the U.S. government. That is in Hollywood. Yeah. That is in the Kremlin. Like you see this claim of a high powered elite ring of pedophiles who are all working together. It, it's it's kind it's, of that little that little plastic tiara that gets put onto every story to see if it fits. Well, yeah, the problem I have with the whole idea of pedophile rings, especially in the pre-internet days, is well, how did these guys find each other? Why would anybody, you know, cooperate with other pedophiles? Because you know that only puts you in more danger. You know, I mean, what uh, if you're going to be a pedophile? Just prowl on your own and don't, you know, I, I don't really get it's the like whole the, idea. It, 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 this is why we never hear about the serial killer gang. Yeah. Because they don't work with other people because that's much more dangerous. Was it, wasn't that Manson's family? No, no. They were a bunch of misguided people. That was kind of more of a cult thing. Though. Were they not serial killers? Well, in a sense, but... It's a completely different thing. Is it? It's a completely different no, thing. I think when you're... I, no, I think... They're acting... Because I think... I mean, you know, because it could... A, we're, let's but, not run down the road. You don't want to run down the road. Fair enough. But, I, yeah, no, as I was saying, the, the, this original dossier I mentioned was uh, compiled by a member of parliament, as I said, George Dickens. Uh, Dickens himself was not murdered. He died in 1995 at age 64, and... You would think if the pedophile ring had wanted to murder anybody, it would have been George Dickens and not Willie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, about, they course, would have been interested in him when he was younger than older. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Uh, and also, according to a few Scottish redditors that I've seen out there, the pedophile story was, was it's just a new thing that's been tacked on. Oh, of course. I figure, I figure if you're on Reddit, I told you're Scottish, it's the tiara they set on every yeah. story to see if it fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. If you're on Reddit and you're Scottish, you know all about this story. I'm sure. Well, let's, let's move on to our next uh, possible suspects here, which is drug smugglers. Uh, Willie had an old friend named Michael Strathairn uh, who said in an interview there's a, there was a special that was done on Scottish Eye, which is, I don't know if Scottish Eye is still on TV or not. Yeah, so he appeared on Scottish Eye and he said that he believed it might have been drug smugglers because apparently the west coast of Scotland is kind of a key drug route into Britain. And if you don't believe me, take a look at a map and you'll see what <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's like, cocaine all over the map. Yeah, I know. It's, it's all this powdery white That's stuff just everywhere. Your map. Yeah. No, I thought it's, it was snow. I thought it was a winter photo. Yeah, the cocaine. Cocaine seems more popular at the north end of the world than rather than at the equator. I don't get it. But uh, but no, I mean, there's so much coastline and there's so so many fjords and, and all that stuff, you know. And so I could see that. Uh, and, of course, that's where his vacation home was, was towards the west coast of Scotland. And uh, apparently he'd uh, been involved in it, or at least he, he had some constituents, I think, that were really concerned. And apparently he sort of got into the mix about the whole thing. I don't know exactly what the story is there. And a local man named Alan McLean, who is local in Dorney, which is next to Ardell, which is where Willie's vacation home was, he said he got the impression from talking to Willie that Willie was investigating the local drug smugglers and that he was on to something big. But, of course, this might get back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. He was telling other people... Boasting? 
boasting and, and you know, BSing people and stuff. Willie, uh, Willie seemed to have I'm, the MO of if he was investigating something, it's because he knew how to dig into documents yeah. and pull things in that regard. I don't see him sneakily walking down the street and saying, no. hey, chum. Hey, well, if we're being really honest, though, really the way this could have and most likely did play out is that Alan McLean was talking to Willie at one point and said, hey, you know, you're a representative. I'm really concerned about this. And, and Willie said, yeah, I'm looking into it. And I'm all as over a, like, you know, As a way that politicians talk to their constituents sometimes. That's of just like, entirely yep, we'll in, look into that. In no fairness, problem. Yeah, of in, fairness, in fairness to Willie, let's say that. Yeah, Willie might not have been BSing except in the standard political way. And yeah. just the like, yeah, yep, we'll look like, into that. Of course It's like, we absolutely, I'm all over this. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I think we're going really, to really take them down hard. Mm-hmm. You know? and, yeah, exactly. And then forgot about it immediately. <laughs> Exactly. Because he went and had another scotch <laughs> and whiskey. Uh, he, had to, he had to go down and meet his connection at the docks. <laughs> <laughs> so who's okay. the next, next suspect? Yeah, our next suspect, the Scottish National Liberation Army. Or every time you do that, we lose more people. You realize true. every time you do that accent. Oh, sorry, Scots. Yeah. Uh, the Scottish Nationalist Movement, uh, at least back in the day, included some militaristic elements, apparently. And so... There was a, a former member of the SNLA called Adam Busby, uh, who also appeared on TV. I think it was the same Scottish Eye TV episode that uh, Mary appeared on and various other people did, and Michael Strathairn. Uh, he said that Willie was involved with them and said mostly in a minor way. Basically, he let them use his office. And he said Willie did get involved in one bomb plot, uh, which was what they wanted to do was plant two unarmed bombs on the approach to the Coalport military base. Now, Coalport is the storage, still is today, the storage and loading facility for their the UK's tried nuclear warheads. So those are the ones that get loaded onto the boomers, the nuclear submarines that carry nuclear missiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where they're stored, that's where they're mounted on the missiles, and presumably, uh, I don't know if the missiles are shipped from there or loaded directly onto the subs from there, I'm not sure. But this idea was that they were going to build two complete bombs, real explosives and everything, but just not set the timers and leave them next to the road to be discovered. Can, can I be frank? Yeah. This is so stupid. What's that? Right next to a place where you're running around with nuclear warheads. I understand they're not going to set them off, but yeah. you're going to drop two live bombs just to send a message. It's a very foolhardy plan. And I don't, I don't see how Willie would have expected that to forward his cause of keeping nuclear materials out of uh, out of his country. Well, the idea was um, the idea was that is that they put those things there, and whether they're discovered on their own or they have to phone it in and tell the people, hey, the bombs are here, go find them. The idea was that they could say they could say, look, this was super easy for us to do. Now, how, how tough would it be for a terrorist to bomb your own convoy, load it down with nuclear weapons, and cause a huge accident, or maybe gain possession of nuclear warheads, etc.? That was the idea behind this. There seems like yeah. much better ways to go about that. Than, nah, this is, and I don't even know if... Yeah, this, is, this just seems well, so irrational I don't that know, it bugs me. Well, no, I don't doubt this guy's word, that, you know, but it may be that Willie came up with the idea, they, they chewed it over and decided not to do it. He didn't say they actually went through with it. He just oh, said see, the, Willie this, floated when I idea. listened to him, I got, and I foolishly did not take the time to verify if this happened, but... I just presumed that they actually went forward with this plan. And I mean, that's, a, I that's my fault for, yeah. for buying into it. But, I, but yeah. regardless of that, what would have been the benefit of killing Willie? 
Well, that's the problem. Is like you know, I mean, uh, as far as I know, he had a good relationship with these guys, unless they they had some reason to think that he was a snitch. And even then, I'm not sure that they would have killed him because these guys, I mean, the, the SNLA guys were somewhat more violent and militaristic than your standard Scottish Nationalist Party or Scottish National Party member was. Obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't strike me as incredibly bloodthirsty, really. Okay, I mean, uh, and so. I'm not so sure they would have killed Willie, which is why I kind of doubt this whole idea that, that anybody in the SNLA would have done it. But his involvement, Willie's involvement with the SNLA, if, came, if that came to somebody else's attention, like, for example, Special Branch, and, of course, there's been, there's been hints that, you know, from some of the people out there that maybe Special Branch had a hand in all this. Can you tell people who don't know what Special Branch, what Special Branch is? Special Branch is kind of like, I don't know, they're, they're the British version of FBI. Okay. I guess, you know, they're... The, uh, yeah, they yeah. have very, very clear names. Just yeah. Just like we use acronyms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, yeah. you know, people like... No, I get it. I get it. Every time I'm like, why don't you just... Oh, no, let's just give it some obtuse name. Obtuse, yeah. uh, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, they think Special Branch might special have done Special Branch uh, may have done it. Apparently, their friends of Willie said that he was... He, he told his friends that he was under government surveillance. Of course, again, this could be Willie exaggerating a little bit, too, but... On the other hand, if he was involved with these nationalist separatist types, it's not out of it's not really totally out there to say that they would have kept kind of an eye on him really. There was an SNLA member named David Dinsmore who said that he was leaving Willie's office one time and he saw a car that looked like the uh, special branch car type of car that they liked. There were two men in it who were basically watching him. Uh, he got the license number and after that not long after that he saw another special branch looking car, got that license number. And then he, when he went on Scottish Eye, that show I talked about, gave the numbers to them. They traced the numbers and found that they were indeed special branch cars. Mm. So, looks like maybe they were keeping an eye on either Willie or maybe just David Dinsmore. I'm not sure who they were keeping an eye on. Yeah, it's true. It sounds like these guys are like not very, either you know not very good at their jobs, or they just weren't even trying to be subtle. Yeah, well, you know? sometimes, sometimes that's that's, what that's they do. much more effective yeah. than yeah. hiding and saying. Maybe they'll know. No, no, I'm just going to walk up to your office and stand outside the door. I'm just going to let you know that you that we've got our eye on you, dude, you know, because, yeah. And so, uh, and also, Willie told Dinsmore that he'd been followed by a car to his cottage in Ardelve one when he was driving up one weekend. He, he took down the license number and gave it to Dinsmore. Dinsmore gave it to Scottish Eye. They traced that one. That, too, was a former special branch car. But, again, that, that's uh, even more so. I'd say they weren't trying to be subtle or sneaky at all. If you're trying to sneakily follow him all the way to Ardell, a three, four-hour drive, you're going to use several cars, not one car. They used one car, so I think they were just sending Willie a message. Well, they they may have been sending Willie a message, or remember, Willie had a tendency to drink too much, and as we all know, when you get booze in, your memory gets a little crappy, and they may have said, hey, Willie, we're going to assign a detail f- to you for the weekend, <laughs> so that Willie is driving, drinking his bot- his customary bottle of whiskey on the trip up, getting more and more paranoid, and why the hell is this car following me? Oh, my God. Uh, when they're yeah. like, dude, we told you we were going to follow you, like you said yes. Uh, I, I mean... That's yeah. not outside the realm of possibility. If, I, if I he know. was so sloshed, 
half the time that his own firm booted him out from practice. Uh-huh. It's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, or maybe I, I, I'm not sure why they would call him up and say, "Hey, by the way, we're going to be we're going to be following you this weekend." Well, there was this weird bomb plot at the nuclear facility, and somebody said that they were going to get you too. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know, man. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of ways that could have gone. I, I, yeah, I suppose, but yeah, whatever the reason, uh, yeah, it, it looks like they might have had their eye on him, but you know, it, it's. Hard to say. I mean, there were some other people who said that they were kind of involved in the following of Willie. But it's hard to say that that proves much about, you know, anybody wanting to murder Willie. Well, Um, so here's one thing we haven't talked about with this theory yet. Yeah. We talked a lot about who, but we haven't talked about, like, how. How they killed him. Yeah, like, how would the murder have gone down? We're talking a lot about murder, but, That's the tricky part is uh, you got to figure out a way to run him off the road, I guess. And then you got to, like, you know, get his gun away from him and shoot him in the head with it. Uh Yeah. So this is the tricky part. This is one of the reasons that one of the things, if you think that he was murdered, the thing that really bugs me the most is the bottle of booze was not in the car. The bottle of booze should have been in the car. Because Maybe it was a really nice bottle and the murderer took it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, that's when you run to the liquor store. Finish. I want this. That's yeah. when you run to the liquor store and you get some crap and you bring it back. <laughs> you put it in the car. You, know, but, you pour uh, it all over the car. Yeah, I mean, if I was going to murder somebody in a car wreck kind of scenario, I would I would want, and, and, and assuming the guy was already a drinker and everything right like that, I'd want to have have to have empty bottle of whiskey or even em- an, an empty bottle of whiskey right there in the car with him. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, that makes it, more it would very quickly lead suspicion to that being the culprit. You're absolutely, absolutely. right. Absolutely, and so but the but the bottle wasn't found in the car, and I assume they searched all around. Uh, so the murder theory really is missing a trigger man. It's it's yeah. I mean, where yeah. So somebody could have shot him, but again, uh, where's the bottle? I mean, well, of yeah, course, you know, like I suppose if even... if Willie had done like we, we were talking about and flung the bottle out the window on the, on the ride, and the, and the killer didn't think to bring a bottle then maybe that would explain it i don't know yeah i don't yeah. i just think you know there's there's no it's important to talk about not there's only some like big who, problems but yeah like how that would have even happened logistically it's hard it because seems like it's not there's no good logistics there either well I guess. yeah doctor yeah dr messer said um you know I, and obviously the whole thing if, if you run them off the road and again i don't uh, it doesn't look to me like a really solid forensic job was done in the car uh, crime any, scene, yeah, at any yeah i didn't looking at if you run somebody off the road generally speaking you're probably gonna leave some dings in the side of their car for well them, though you know. if his car really did roll you know, roll yeah that might have covered up some damage could have could have yeah but you got but, lucky then right but yeah his car rolled but then yeah then then you gotta like you know stop walk down there you know and Wait. take the gun away from him and shoot him and dr messer by the way said did say that uh, she saw no other wounds or marks on his body other than the wound on the right side of his head that they just that assumed was, was from that they assumed and, was a and his car was yeah. 60 feet off the road 90 feet off the road 90 feet. yeah that's actually a pretty big distance for a car to roll and uh-huh. then roll to a stop off of the road it yeah. would have to be at some pretty high speeds to to make that distance yeah uh well i mean it was downhill you, somewhat well yeah, yeah i was yeah. gonna say but if you look at the train like it would be very easy for it to hit some kind of obstacle and lose all, all almost all of its momentum and, and his, come to a stop very quickly and his car was 
damaged enough that it looked like it had because I, I guess um, you know nobody witnessed it so we don't really know i guess it actually rolled you know or... actually if it did roll i think and i i've seen i've seen at least i've seen a photo of the, yeah. of, the, of the wreck i've seen that same photo and i gotta say that the volvo held up very well i think the volvo the car company should get a copy of that picture and use it in their next ad listen volvo because, I mean, for really... many many decades has been all about our cars are solid and safe yeah I when gotta say. You know, there i mean detroit for years was making ticking time bombs that would yeah. just rip you apart and light you on fire yeah and volvo was like yeah no we're our thing is you're you'll be safe you yeah. won't die with us yeah. yeah and so and so i'm not surprised that the car, while the exterior was beat up, it looked a little bent. Well, that's why I was, yeah, like the hood was bent. The headlights well, no, the were fr- it looked up. like the frame was bent a little bit yeah, one but typically, way or another. A lot of other cars you see them after they've rolled, the roof itself looks a little cockeyed, like mm-hmm. it's been pushed, you know, like mm-hmm. pushed to one side of the other. And the Volvo, they were, you know, it was all straight. That's what yeah. made me wonder. I had to go back and check to make sure it actually had rolled because I really wasn't sure. And, okay, so yeah. it did roll. But again, it did you apparently know, roll at least seems, once. It um, seems like the logistics of a murder are just really yeah. tough. Non-existent well, Yeah, it would be it would be very tough to do that. I think uh, there's just as far as the murder thing goes, it's like like Devin was just saying, the logistics seem kind of difficult, um, and the, the, frankly, the motive is not really there. The, the nuclear power industry, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think saw Willie as a huge threat. I mean, Willie wasn't a huge threat. They were if they really wanted to get what they wanted, they you know. They well, would have gotten it with him. He was a burn and a saddle him. blanket, and that was it. I, I was, was going to say, you, I mean, even if he was a huge threat, it's easier to just be like, listen, he's an alcoholic. Like, he's not credible. Discredit the guy. Discredit yeah. him instead of murder him. Like, it actually, it actually would have been better from their point of view to get him wasted and and arrange for him to run off the road as he did and and just totally and this is his third driving offense drunk yeah and just arrange for the police to show up and arrest him mm-hmm. you know that would have been totally discredited that would have mm-hmm. been a lot better if you're going to plan this whole thing out do that yeah that would make more sense and right but again that then then there's the all the people that are involved in it that none of which talked which we've talked about this before these giant conspiracies yeah require many people to coordinate and yet none of them uttered a word mm-hmm. yeah there's that too and so that uh you know that really makes me think that this really was truly um a suicide because again i just i just can't quite see the murder uh, as happening nobody i don't think had that great of a motive to kill the guy yeah and even though i don't he doesn't strike me as a suicidal guy either i didn't know him that well I will. I I have to. I'm not fully committed to the suicide theory, but there are things that I can see, like the not being immediately incapacitated by the gunshot wound and in an uh, an altered state, disposing of the weapon because yeah. you know you're kind of in that half dreamland. Or like I but, said, but at the same time, it just time, fell out. It just fell out of his hand into the burn. You know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he maybe he didn't chuck it. Maybe he was sixty feet away from the car, or whatever it was, when, when he put, shot himself. When they put the car back, you know, oh yeah, he was sixty feet away. And they wandered away, or... back to the car in kind of a, a is it a fugue? Yeah, Not fugue, a fugue state. Fugue works. state. Yeah, that yeah works. something you know, some altered state, but. Yeah. Um, or they put the car back in the wrong place and it actually did fall straight from his hand out the driver's side window right into the burn, and, uh, and David Coots just didn't I just, see it. I know, know but I, I just, yeah. I have. I am not so prideful that if I completely screw the pooch, 
I would want to end it all to get out of the embarrassment. Mm. So I have a difficulty with the the theory of Willie got his third drunk driving and was like, nope, not doing it. I'm out, y'all. Ending like, it all. Yeah. Well, that, mean, but that's me. Obviously, there would have to have been other reasons. That could have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Like I said, you know, if really, if Willie really wanted to go on living, but he's facing a lot of trouble over this, you can go hide in the bushes, dude. I mean, look at Ted Kennedy. He set a sterling example. You know, just follow that example. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Is that where you're getting the hide in the bushes theory from? <laughs> no, I got that from my own past. Okay. <laughs> oh, weird. No, just kidding. But uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with suicide. All right. Uh, yeah. You guys have any thoughts here? I think we. Yeah, I think we worked it over. All right. So, okay, Scotland, uh, I think you can put this one to bed. Okay. All right. And and speaking of uh, and speaking of Scottish people, if y'all would like to uh, send us a congratulatory email uh, for solving (laughs) this one for you, (laughs) yeah, or get really angry with us, or you know, argue with us, whatever, send us an email. That's at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we also have a website, thinkingsidewayspodcast.com, where you'll find our episodes. Uh, there's also an episode list over on the right. We have merch out there. Uh, we've also got links to our Instagram and our Facebook and what, our Twitter account, too? Twitter and Reddit, yeah. Yeah, oh, Reddit, that's right. Yeah, we got Reddit. Uh, we're all, all of the social medias. Yeah, we are totally social, social media. As we are, we're on Facebook, of course. Uh, we're... We have a page and we have a group. So like our page, join the group. You've got to answer two questions. They're easy. Yep. Uh, it's just to prove that you're not a robot. Uh, streaming, we're all over the place. But the most funnest place to find us, of course, is on Stitcher Premium, where if you go to stitcher.com uh, slash thinking sideways, use the code sideways, you can listen to us four days ahead of time with no commercial content. And also, you get bonus content. And if you sign up uh, with that code sideways, you get a free month as well. So definitely consider Stitcher Premium. Uh, all the cool kids are doing it. Where else? Of course, we are on Twitter, where we are thinking sideways. Our subreddit, thinking sideways. Our email, merchandise. I think that's about it. All right, so uh, that's it for this week. Uh, you guys, um, any last thoughts? Nope. First round for me. I have no idea what that meant. I was I trying to make a joke about the gun, I but it didn't work. Totally because as usual, that. my puns are really horrid. Okay, okay, I get it. The, round. The, she's okay. giving me the. I thought you, you know were what? talking she, booze. She got yeah. married, and now she's perfected that that angry look. Yeah. I know. I know. There's it's a, the wife stare. Yes, and yeah. I'm yeah. familiar with it, which is why it scares the crap out of me. Yep, I got it now. It's, ah! it's yep. amazing the metamorphosis. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. Next week, then. Bye. Bye, guys. Ooh.